You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Cal Bonobos. It's, it's not good. Little known fact, guys, we're kind of a big deal. They're sponsoring us, yeah. Wait, no, shut up! This is too good of a conversation! Diversify your bonds. What's up, sponsors? We are Please Don't Sue Us. We ask questions, laugh, joke, and talk about the journey that is being a small content creator. Today, as always, we have myself, Migs, and of course, the certified dad bod, Angelo and ortiz or deed and today we're talking to another podcaster who's done some very interesting podcasts that we're about to go over in a second um steven soggy knight roderick and we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about what he does and how how it's been thus far doing this whole podcast journey but of course before all that today Let's talk to our, our sponsors real quick, who have plenty of money to throw our way, and of course this valuable message. Dota 2, it's sweeping the nation, and it's sweeping my heart, into cardiac arrest. Seriously, fuck this game. I've developed so many mental conditions I didn't even know about until my teammates brought them to my attention. A few games of playing Dota, I was kind of told to fuck off. And I have a mental disability and a quick side bit about uninstalling the game. A few more games in and I was told that I was the reason we lost. If I just never played the game or even been born, we would have done better. A few more games and I was able to make some friends and we queued up as a squad. Needless to say, in the game, my friendships ended faster than my two second sex life. Dota 2. You didn't want to uninstall the game. Is it really even a game? This message is brought to you by TI Ready, the biggest amateur team to hit the Dota scene. We not only breathe the Aegis, we believe we're meant for $30 million, and have already picked out the colors to our McLarens. Give me that Aegis. Okay, so now that we got all the corporate obligations out of the way, let's just jump right into it. Welcome to the podcast, Steven. Hey, what's up? So, we interview small content creators, and we are... We we kind of know each other from playing some video games, and I found out you had a podcast, and now we're talking. <laughs> and I thought it was really cool to finally meet another podcaster that's not just us. And and so we'd love to talk to you about about your story. So thank you for having me on the show, guys. Uh, the please don't sue us crew. Yeah, another please. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> What's the proper pronunciation? Of uh, we we say another plus, but another please is also what other people say, so it doesn't matter to us. <laughs> so, dude, uh, I'm just jumping right into it, dude. Your call or your podcast is uh, Denver's best podcast, correct? Yeah. And uh, uh, so, what uh, got you started? Uh, tell us about like the name Denver's best. What what started that? I guess the origins. What's your origin story? Well, I was uh, bit by a radioactive spider that uh, caused me to... No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, you should have kept going with that. I was already invested. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I just had to kill your parents behind uh, the opera house. <laughs> the origin story just got me going there. Um, but no, for real, um, I was listening to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast you know, multiple days a week at uh, my research and development job. 
that I had is like an internship uh, in between my junior and senior year of college. And then I was hired on full-time after I graduated my, uh, my undergrad, uh, got my bachelor degree. So, um, yeah, I listened to Bill Burr's show that really inspired me. And then later on, I started listening to Joe Rogan experience, the Joe Rogan experience, uh, at a job I had after that, uh, it was a software engineering job. So, you know, I was grinding out at those workplaces and, uh, basically those two shows helped, you know, get me through the day, so to speak. And they both inspired me to create my own podcast and, um, Basically, if I see someone else doing something cool, I, I want to try it myself. I, I guess, have that kind of curiosity to see, you know, give it a go myself. Um, I think I did the same with hockey at a very early age. You know, the Colorado Avalanche came to town in like 95, and uh, I wanted to play hockey after that. Somewhat similar. Um, I think the first episode I did was talking about the uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke challenge. Uh, do any of you guys know about the Hell Nuzlocke? Hell yeah, I do. I do not. <laughs> what is this? Please continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, is a super hardcore way of playing the Pokemon video games. It basically limits you to catching only one Pokemon per route or region. You basically uh, have to catch the first Pokemon you encounter. And uh, I think that's the only chance you get. I think if you bungle that, like some really crazy Nuzlocke versions, like if you mess up that attempt to catch that first Pokemon, you're just hosed for that route. <laughs> um, if your Pokemon gets knocked out, it technically dies. So you either box it or you just release it. Uh, no potions, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's it's rough. I, I've done one before on like Fire Red back in the day. And I remember like, I freaked out. Uh, I think I freaked out my mom a little bit because I like my Pidgey died or something, and I go, <gasps> and she like 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 I gasped. She looked at me like, "What? Are you okay?" And I was just like, "Yeah, my Pokemon died." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's uh, they're stressful. Rest like, in oh, peace. Yeah, rip Pidgey, rip Pidgey. Exactly. I, I can only imagine. Like, I can barely get through a regular game. Like, I'm freaking awful at those games. I can only imagine can trying to do that. Oh my god, yeah. that that Dark Souls mentality, my dude. That's why we love it. It really, <laughs> it really is. So, so uh, uh, that was your first one, the Nuzlocke, and then uh, uh, I guess what inspired you to do that first video? I guess because I feel like the first video. It's always the hardest. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, it's, uh, it's true. Uh, I would say, you know, the learning curve of just, you know, figuring out the format and, like, how it's going to be recorded and, uh, yeah, the n initial jitters or nerves of doing the first one, for sure, is a, is a barrier to entry, so to speak. I would say, um, for me, it wasn't too crazy. Uh, I didn't do a video for the first one. Like, my podcast, I would say for the first... Let's just say 10 episodes was audio only. Uh, maybe even more like 15 was audio only. I think actually, yeah, anyway, I ended up getting a SoundCloud Pro account for a little while and just posting them on SoundCloud. And basically recording with a Blue Yeti mic, 
which I definitely recommend for anybody starting out. If you've got, you know, a hundred, I think it's like a hundred and thirty dollars now or something like that. I'd have to yeah, they're, they're around that range. I don't have a Yeti, but I've heard good things about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're pretty easy to use USB mic for starters. So definitely. you got the equipment um, and then you just decided, okay, I'm going to record with this Yeti mic. And then what? So you got your were you were you just first by yourself or did you have a guest on at the first podcast or like how did that kind of work out? Uh, it was just me kind of ranting and raving for the first three episodes, I believe. I think I talked about the Nuzlocke for the first two, and then the third one. I think I was talking about like Colorado weather and <laughs> some other random topics. And I think it was that early on where I. S- started doing uh, the music portion of my podcast, which uh, basically I have the ranting and raving part, I guess, for the the, individ- the one where it was just me. And then it did evolve. But yeah, I, I initially when it was just me, I'd rant and rave for like, you know, 40 minutes or so. And then I'd go and just start playing songs I really liked and talking about music and going to concerts and uh, topics of that nature. And then uh, I decided that as appreciative I, as I was for like having a start with my ranting and raving, I decided that it might be more interesting if I interviewed people, a la Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I, I think my first guest, yeah, my first guest was Lee Johnson, who is a friend of mine. Um, he's an engineer. Uh, he got his bachelor and master's degrees from uh, Colorado School of Mines, which is a super prestigious school. You know, a lot of people drop out of that school partway through they don't make it they scrub out um a lot of people it's like uh i hate to say this but it's like known for causing like suicidal ideation among the the student body because like it's just so brutal so so, he uh he survived that for two degrees and he's just super smart uh really quiet guy but i got him i convinced him to uh open up enough to do a, a podcast and I was just basically asking him about his journey at the School of Mines and, you know, after the School of Mines. And uh, I really look back funny on that podcast because in the music portion, uh, I'm like, you know, doing my DJ thing, playing like songs I really like. And he's just like not digging it at all. Like he's every every song I play, he's got like this like very polite, but very like uh, critical view of each song he's like yeah not my favorite song or like (laughs) i can't remember exactly what he was saying but it was just hilarious and i guess he was like tired and you know he was drinking like some coffee to try to stay awake but it was just really funny how how deadpan that turned out like he was he's not like not digging (laughs) i don't know about this music right now chief (laughs) exactly so uh yeah shout out to lee johnson uh i haven't actually heard from him in a while so i hope he's doing well I hope he and his daughter are doing well. So, so it um, sounds like you started off basically just kind of podcasting by yourself, and then you started bringing on guests. Like, so what made you? So you, you thought about the fact that maybe you wanted to make the podcast more interesting and and talk like have different perspectives. How did you get more people onto the podcast after that? Like, what was kind of your method of finding new people? I did uh, branch out from there. Um, you know, I did that one with a friend and then I wanted to do some more with maybe some, uh, some other people who weren't necessarily as close personally, but you know, I found their careers interesting as well. 
I had uh, Barry Worst on two different episodes. Barry was nice enough to do two episodes with me. Uh, I think they were spaced out a bit. I think there were months in between them. Uh, he's a film critic from Hawaii. I believe he's based in Maui. He's written for uh, the Maui Times and many other uh, esteemed periodicals, uh, writing uh, great movie reviews. Uh, he's very eloquent and uh, very knowledgeable of film in general. And I met him, he was uh, my senior year of college there at University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. He was my film professor for the Coen Brothers film class, which was awesome. We got to watch all the Coen Brothers movies and critique what? them. Have a film class just for the Coen Brothers? Holy crap. Oh, yeah, dude. Sounds lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very grateful that I got to take that class with him. Yeah, just a great, really warm guy, just super friendly, and yeah, uh, generous enough to uh, give his time for two different podcasts. Super cool. So you like branched out from like a network of people and then got contacts from them as you went? I kind of just felt my way through it. Like uh, there was him, for example, he was a college professor that I just, I wanted to talk to more. Mm -hmm. um, there was a local author who I met at a, like a creative writing class I took. Um, he came on the podcast twice. Um, then I had friends on again. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons or Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We got into talking about Star Wars. Did you talk about D&D too? I, I mean, it sounds like you have a, a wide variety of things that you talk about on your podcast. Yeah, dude. I would say that's a like a strength and a weakness of, of Denver's Best Podcast is that it's just so varied in, in topics. So, you know, in that way, it kind of like hamstrings the podcast in that it's not going to reach like a, a very specific or niche market. Like... Uh, Something like uh, it's the Cinema Sense podcast. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's the guys who do the Cinema Sense YouTube videos. They basically they have a podcast as well, and you know that's very specific. They're talking about movies every time. Mm -hmm. uh, mine, you don't know what you're going to get into from podcast to podcast. So, well, I yeah. mean, strength to that is that you know there's something for everybody. Typically, you know, they might not like one podcast, but you know, you have enough content. Uh, that like I imagine most people can find some that they enjoy. For me, when I was going through your podcast, I think that's kind of like yeah, like you said, it's good and bad. And when I went through some of your podcasts, immediately for me, like what stuck out is you got to talk to Sir Action Slacks, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like hold up. <laughs> so I was like, there's de there was definitely something in there for me. And then uh, to see, like, all the other people that you've talked to, like, um, the musician from Kiltro, and and it's it's just a wide variety. And so it's, it's I, like you said, I think there's a little something for for somebody there. Like, for people that like D&D, &D, it sounds like you've done that, too. And um, just kind of, there's variety. <laughs> yeah, it's something that, like... I've uh, uh, I remember that we kind of struggled with when uh, we first started, which I, I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But basically, our uh, uh, first like ten episodes, or really nine, uh, we just like didn't have a, like a focus, and that was like our biggest problem with the podcast because it was fun as hell. It was, it was great. I uh, I love doing that old uh, uh, podcast that uh, we kind of took off of youtube but we did that um uh, and we started this 
uh, what we're doing right now as a way to like focus uh, it into something. And I feel like a lot of podcasts, they're either unfocused, but they cover a wide variety of like your personality. And then there's like the, um, the focus where they really focus in on something, like you said, with the CinemaSins podcast or something. I feel like they're two different kinds of podcasts with like varying degrees of success. Our old podcast was just chaos. We'd have like (laughs) vague ideas about what we were going to talk about. And then we'd immediately veer off into like a 25 minute tangent about some like random shit, like our favorite cereal or like just crazy stories that we have. Um, And while fun, I feel like listening to it, it just sounds like crazy people just like getting hot mics for a lot of it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think that uh, it kind of painted... <laughs> For people that don't know us, they probably think that like we're fucking crackheads or something. <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, so we threw out uh, like nine episodes when we started, and one of them we just never uploaded, which Migs, I'm still trying to get you to at least like throw that last one. I think that was like a good podcast, even if it didn't fit the theme. I mean, but, I want to uh, hear Lost Tape, dude, for sure. There's, yeah, the <laughs> there's, there's a few of Lost Tape. <laughs> um, but anyways, do you have uh, uh, like a similar experience of like ma- trashing out like some of your really, really old stuff? There was, there is still one podcast that is yet to be released, and I, f- I feel really guilty about it. Um because I had uh, Jeff Wallace who worked in Hollywood for a number of years as an art director for, uh, for some, some of the pictures in his later career. And then he was, you know, very variations of that art uh, department in the earlier parts of his year before he had worked his way up to that director role. And we had a great conversation. Uh, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) this is like a hidden secret of my podcast. Um, I may as well just share on here, just to, just to throw a little <laughs> dirt. Like, uh, that podcast is actually still, like, uh, on the cutting room floor, so to speak, because halfway through, you know, I'm talking to Jeff, and um, I also had Lee Johnson there, who I just you know, mentioned as was my first guest, and he was also a great help to the podcast. Uh, Lee Johnson edited and uh, video edited and audio edited several of my podcasts. But anyway, Lee was there, and my buddy Mike Kane was there, Really good friend of mine. But unfortunately, Mike uh, started playing with Jeff's dog like halfway through the podcast in the same room we were in. We're all just sitting around and he's like playing with Jeff's dog. And it's it ended up making so much noise on the the second half of the podcast that it's like unusable. Like, I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I mean, I can't listen to it. I just get annoyed. I'm just like, oh, what is that? You know, there's like a bunch of like, you know, dog on the tile floor, like pittering around because he's like playing with Mike. Um, <laughs> and I regret still to this day that I didn't just say, hey, Mike, if you want to play with the dog, could you play with it outside? Um, I just like, I didn't say anything about it. And I really wish I would have. Um, but I, I really hope to one day, I, I got to do this. I got to get that first half of the podcast that's still clean, uh, get it edited. And then I'll do an intro and an outro just explaining that. You know, uh, unfortunately, we were only able to get uh, the first half of this podcast. But, you know, thanks to Jeff Wallace and uh, and maybe I'll even be able to do another one with him one day. 
where we can make sure it's a it's a quiet setting. Um, well, no, uh, no domestic animals around, you know. <laughs> well, don't feel bad because us we we've had to deal with the same situation recently. We had a guest on named Sushi. He's like a React YouTuber, really nice guy. And halfway through, we decided we were gonna bring in this groovy bot uh, and try to. Uh, have him react to one of the songs that I made and needless to say the groovy bot just distorted all the audio and from that point on the audio was so trashed that we had to contact sushi again and say hey the last half of it like the the audio got like corrupted can you come back <laughs> it, it, was, it felt so embarrassing <laughs> Shots. but we he we got him back and and we just released that one and you know we kind of yeah. like did a little thing where we're like hey we lost some of the footage but here's here's the footage we got back <laughs> <laughs> he was really cool about it though like he, he he was like no big deal guys and then he just like talked to us and it kind of evolved into like a different conversation still so it wasn't a total loss and we got to hang out with the with the homie again it was weird too because the groovy bot was only on for like a little bit but it like permanently messed up all of the audio for the entire rest of it it's freaking whack yeah it was huh. nuts yeah don't use don't bad. use groovy bot if you're trying to do a podcast on discord <laughs> Dude, it's kind of like the elephant in the room man a groovy bot's still in this this uh this discord i can see it i know it's, 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 it's menacing wow. just don't have it in the same like audio room as you <laughs> um but yeah so it sounds like to me that you record and then you do you normally send it to editors to have like to edit the podcast or do you do that yourself and if you do like what software do you use for all that it's been a mix of both uh with a i'd say more of a leaning towards like having other people edit it for me um mostly because I'd say editing audio and video isn't like one of my passions. So it's kind of a bit of a chore for me. Um, unfortunately I hate to, that kind of makes me sound like a, a pompous prick, but, uh, <laughs> like I was fortunate enough to like hire a couple audio editors at the start. And then, uh, like I mentioned, Lee Johnson edited a lot of, a lot of the podcasts as well. Then I would say some of the more recent ones have been like me, basically using OBS, which is a, uh, like almost like a streaming program. Uh, like a lot of video game streamers use it. Um, that's I actually one, used it. That's in the my... one we're using right now. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to OBS for sure. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sounds like you like put a lot of effort into this though. Like how do you balance out that work life, you know, podcast, you know, balance. How do you, how do you work that all out and not like pull your hair out? Yeah, I've managed to uh, not like get freaked out mostly because uh, I'd say there hasn't been much of a balance. Um, you know, I worked those two jobs out of college um, and then I basically I uh, had like a, a leap of faith where I just I, I resigned from my software engineering job said I wanted to focus on my podcast. So <clears throat> I basically I resigned from that job for a variety of reasons. And uh, just I spent like a year just really focusing on the podcast. 
I'd say that also kind of leads into another weakness of my podcast, which has been like consistency. And I think you guys were talking about that on your last podcast where, um, you know, like I would have loved, like, I, I wish I was the kind of person who was like super, like, um, almost like military discipline where I was just like, I'm doing two podcasts a week, no matter what they're going to be released on, you know, this day or, you know, this time period after they're recorded and just, you know, do it. 50 weeks out of the year, you know, like 90% of the weeks of the year, just do that. Um, I mean, that's how Joe Rogan has, you know, over a thousand podcasts now. He's just so yeah. consistent. Uh, but I'm more of a kind of like a flighty guy, more of like a creative, uh, kind of flighty creative dude. So I just like, I would do podcasts as I was inspired to do them. And as I had the, like the guests that like, I was really excited to interview and then I wouldn't like do any more ranting and raving podcasts if like say the guests weren't available or I wasn't able to get a guest. Mm. So yeah, um, and I would say I could see it just being really hard to balance work and uh, like trying to do a podcast um, because I think you guys were even talking about your last podcast, you know, you come home from a day of hard work and then it's like, oh, now I've got to put more effort into another endeavor. So exactly. Yeah. Even though it's fun, but like I'm pretty thrashed right now. <laughs> Came off of like a bajillion hour shift. Like ten, yeah, I've been working like like a couple ten hour days in a row and I got like the rest of the week, but it happens. Damn dude. So you took a leap of faith to work on the podcast? How did that kind of come about? Because, I mean, it, in all honesty, you're talking to someone who is very familiar with that situation. <laughs> uh, I was working a, a software engineer job for about half a year before that. I was interning there. And then I kind of think a lot of things happened in my life. And then I realized that I wanted to try and make as best as I can, like this whole content creation kind of express myself the, the way I want to like what was yeah, dude. what was your whole um, story with that if you care to share yeah man I mean uh, I think it was uh, that research and development job I had right out of college that didn't end up working out it was that and then that's that software engineering job um, was you know a really great opportunity to have that opportunity it's just you know I gave it eight months and I just I was like basically, uh, you know, slowly unraveling at my desk, you know, over that course of that eight months because um, I just wasn't creative enough for me. Like uh, it was so like logical and uh, I believe that's left brain, you know, quote unquote, whatever, uh, more of like a left brain, left brain tasks, essentially, you know, like very logically, you know, just figuring out what's causing bugs in the code of that software suite we were working on. Um it was like legal technology. So it was basically uh, a suite of programs to help lawyers organize their like case documents and their correspondence. And, you know, I wasn't really interested in law. And I mean, that was just a small part of it, but I was never going to really see or talk to the, to the end customers who were using the product. So it was just like this impassionate disconnect between me and the job, like very dry. So, you know, I gave it a go. And um, also I was, you know, asking for help from my managers and stuff. Uh, just saying, you know, hey, can I get some 
mentoring with uh, programming, like, you know, I'm a, you know, passable programmer, but I'd like to, you know, move on to the next level, but I could really use some mentoring from someone who's like a lot better than me. And uh, they really only gave me like one opportunity to sit with someone a little bit more advanced than me and learn from them. And it just, that opportunity again. And then it was just, you know, meetings after meetings. Uh, we had like a daily sprint meeting every day. And then we, I think we had at least three or four other meetings per week. So it was just like, it was just slowly grinding me down. And I just, you know, and then all the time I'm there, I'm like listening to Joe Rogan in the background, Joe Rogan experience while I'm working and all of, you know, his message is just like, you know, you know, sometimes you have to sacrifice to uh, realize your dreams. And like, you know, a lot of, I think he was literally saying at times, like, you know, if you're sitting in a cubicle or at a desk job and it's killing you, sometimes you got to take the plunge and just, you know, go for what you love. So it was like, it was almost like subliminal messaging also yeah, like, like helping it as well. So he was talking directly to you specifically. <laughs> it seemed like, uh... Yeah. As corny as it sounds like, uh, it, it helped me, you know, make that plunge and, um, where it like, hasn't been a very like monetarily like, uh, wise move, like still years later. Um, I, I don't think I'd ever go back and change what I did because, the journey has been so worth it. I think if I had stuck with that job, I may never have gone to Full Sail University in Florida to get my master's degree in uh, 2018, which was like always a dream of mine uh, ever since I saw their advertisement in Game Inform magazine. Um, that was an incredible adventure down there in Florida for those 12 months and uh, learning is- how to make video games. Okay. So. Full Sail's a video game uh, college? It's like a digital media college, right? Where like they just teach you how to like work in like more advanced programs and stuff, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's got a lot of different um, schools, so to speak. You could say there's um, you know, if you're interested in recording arts, you can go there. Um, there's a lot of you know renowned um, music producers who have graduated from Full Sail. Um, there's a great film program at Full Sail. And uh, there's been video game uh, education there for years as well. And uh, they have a master's degree program for game design. And uh, it just so happened that that was a great avenue for me to continue my education. Are you currently with that right now, or did you finish that up? I graduated in March of 2019. So, yeah, March of last year. year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Honestly, it's awesome that, like, you get to do something spiritually nourishing that actually, like, inspires you to do other stuff. Because I know, you know, like, we, we've all been through the grind where we just, like, try get to get by day to day. And I, I honestly think it's super inspirational that, like, someone goes out there and maybe it's not the most, you know, fiscally, you know, freaking amazing thing that you're doing right now. But, like, it doesn't matter because ultimately you are being, like, bettered by, like, what you're doing. And honestly, I, I appreciate that someone actually went out there and like did it. It's, it's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. So what do you do now that you finished and graduated? You're still working on the podcast and anything else? Well, I haven't actually done a podcast in, uh, <laughs> I think it's been over, like over a year now. Oh, um, really? <laughs> a bit of an extended hiatus. 
Um, I think the Kiltro podcast was the last one we, I did, and that was December of 2018. So, yeah, it's been over a year. Um, I've been uh, focusing on uh, making a dentistry video game for like the last nine months, I think. <laughs> oh, really? You working on that by yourself, or do you have like a team working with you? Yeah, I have a, a small team. Uh, I've got a programmer, uh, Mr. Will. Um, I don't. I might not want to say his last name. I, I don't know if I have his permission, but uh, Mr. Will is uh, my programmer. He's uh, just a rock star. He uh, just graduated from the same uh, bachelor degree program I did at University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. The uh, the Bachelor of Innovation in Game di- Game Design and Development. It's a super long winded degree, but. Um, yeah, he just graduated, um, so I just I basically connected with an old professor there, um, and maybe old's not the word, but a professor I had there, uh, Dr. Dana, and she you know highly recommended Will, and so Will's been a programmer for the project, and then uh, a little bit more recently, I uh, brought on an artist named Tracy, and she's been doing uh, menu artwork. She made a font for the video game, like a brand new font, which is awesome. And uh, she's been rocking out some great artwork for us too. So a small team, three people so far, but oh, and I have to mention my, my father, he's a dentist here in Colorado. He's been practicing for 34 years, Dr. David. So he, uh, he's our subject matter expert. So. Ah, oh, nice. So are you getting funded for that? Is that kind of like a project that you're getting everyone to and, and going to get like funding later by working through those channels or uh, how's that going with that? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, like I'd say uh, like a lean startup style, uh, like um, funding my uh, my dad, the, the dentist has been uh, funding the project and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're doing a beta test right now. So um, be shameless and uh, ask any of your listeners if they're interested in beta testing, or if any of you guys are interested in uh, play testing the game. <laughs> That's yeah, all right. I'm, I'm down. I want to know what this game is all about. <laughs> Dude, what, uh, when is it out for the public? Or when when uh, is there? Uh, I guess a release date. Yeah, the uh, the window is we're gonna you know finish this beta test, which you know maybe it'll go another week or two, and then gather the feedback from our playtesters. Um, we've got a questionnaire that uh, we've created um, to ask pertinent questions, just to get an idea of uh, the features we've been working on, if they're improved in the way we want, and uh, if there's anything we missed, uh, bug wise. And uh, once we get that feedback, we're going to do another round of improvements and uh, then hopefully knock on wood, I'd say, let's just say a month and a half from now is the tentative release date. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it might be mid-July. Ends so up being... what are the mechanics that are going to be in the game? Is it going to be like a surgeon simulator type game or is it going to be like, how's the, how's the whole thing kind of work out? Yeah, good. uh Good point to mention that game, uh, Surgeon Simulator. Um, I'm not an expert on that game, but I'd say that's a like somewhat close cousin to what I've got going on. Where um, basically uh, our game is focused on eliminating cavity decay, so like drilling cavity decay away using the uh, dental drill 
in the right hand and the dental mirror in the left hand. Um, so uh, yeah, the users are given some tutorials to introduce them to the mechanics of uh, eliminating the cavities that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, we'll throw them into some levels and uh, hopefully they can like eliminate three cavities per level uh, under time constraints and uh, also uh, punishing them if they uh, <laughs> they drill in the wrong area. You know, they, they drill the wrong tooth or in the gums or... Oh man, that's okay. full immersion right there. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah, so when it's out, uh, where can we play this? So we're looking to release it on Steam currently. There's a, a process in order to get it ready for uh, publication on that platform. I've got a, a friend who went to Full Sail with me, Chris. He uh, he sent me some instructions on how to get that ball rolling. So that's the the planned platform right now. So <laughs> I have a question. This is actually pretty funny because I remember thinking like we're gonna uh, talk to you about your podcast, and then you just kind of throw in this little nugget, like real low key, like oh by the way, making a video game. Like <laughs> this has happened in the podcast the last time too. And so like, <laughs> um, but. Do you ever think about um, picking up the podcast too, or like either during this or after the the video game, like bringing it back? Yeah, I would definitely like to continue doing uh, podcasts. I think big reason of this hiatus is I see a need for some kind of like pivot, to use like a overused term. Um, something, a change in the format or a change in the personnel where maybe it's a bit more uh, accessible for people. I think it would also help to maybe make some highlight videos because, right, um, like my podcast has been notoriously long. Like, you know, usually an hour is like the shortest ones. (laughs) Um, I've had a couple podcasts that are like two to upwards of maybe three hours at the most. So I think a lot of people have been, um, or a lot of people have shied away from the podcast but the, because they look at the timestamp and they're like, holy moly, I've got to sit here for an hour or more to listen to this. Um, I think having like highlight videos of each podcast, like the best like couple conversation pieces condensed into like maybe like a two minute to three minute clip would help entice people to listen to the full one as well. True. Um, and maybe even like branch out and do like, like I mentioned, the Simpsons guys do like a film only podcast. Maybe I do a film podcast or a video game only podcast, or just like really focus on something mm. for a, a little while just to see how that goes. Yeah. I feel that just to like, I mean, part of the small content creator experience is, is to experiment and to try new things i mean we we did our first podcast and it didn't go so well and you know it's just like try try something else like (laughs) there's nobody like holding you to anything right now it's kind of like you're limited by yourself so i definitely am a fan of just experimenting with what you can do dude uh actually like how many episodes of the podcast you have you have like 30 of denver's best podcast right like 30 episodes yeah, I'd have to go through and like individually count. It might be 
slightly less or slightly more because I did those two Game of Thrones podcasts that aren't actually numbered. So it might actually be 32, if uh-huh. I had to guess. Okay, so like we've done, uh, not counting the uh, the ones that we threw out, Migs, how many podcasts do we have right now, like including this one? It this would, would be, be our seventh podcast. Our seventh podcast. So we're, we're relatively new still to whatever it is that we're doing. Uh, so do you have any like tips for uh, like a new podcaster? <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a heavy question for sure. Um, yeah, I would just say consistency is like <laughs> a quick, like a quick gut reaction is just like recommending consistency. Like try to maybe do one a week if you can, or two a week would be phenomenal. Or at least do like maybe one or two a month would be great. Just to st- get it, like get the ball rolling and stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. That way, maybe you don't, you wouldn't have that weakness that I had of just having like huge gaps between my podcast releases. Um, I would say, um, you know, if you've got Blue Yeti mics to start with, that might be good. I know, depending on your budget, um, I ended up upgrading to um, like right now. I'm using an Audio Technica mic. Is it the uh, AT2020? That's one that I'm using. Yes, same one, yeah, dude. Hey! Yeah, that's a great mic. Um, and then I've got, I've got kind of like a budget mixer that I'm using. It's an Alesis Multimix 8. Yeah, so that's like equipment. Um, you guys are already using OBS, which is great. Just like general tips. Um, I'm not saying this is you guys at all, but I'm just saying in general, what bo- really bothers me when I'm listening to a the host is like interrupting their guest drives me nuts like (laughs) like the guest is like getting into like a story and the host will just like interrupt with some some of their own quips and it just like derails whatever that guest was going to say and you will never know like what great nuggets we lost because the guest was interrupted halfway through a a tangent (laughs) so that's one thing um and then there's the challenge of like getting people to listen uh initially like Hey, it's upsetting. Like I, I took forever to like try to get my mom to listen to a podcast. Um, I love my mom to death. She's like one of the best people I've ever met. She's an angel, an, an angel on earth for sure. But like, she just never would listen to one of my podcasts. And I think you know she saw like how long they were, and uh, um, she. And it was. I think that it's also the accessibility of them. I'd like to eventually maybe release them in a DVD set or something like that. That might make it easier to listen to for a lot of um, maybe, let's say, older people who aren't on the computer all the time like we are and are so um, used to like downloading things on apps on the phone or going online to YouTube. Um, The accessibility thing is an issue. So like I literally one day I just like put on the Kiltra podcast like somewhat loud while my mom was around just so that she could listen to at least part of it. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. You had some cool topics you were talking about. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally got you to listen to one mom. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, like whether it be like, just like almost forcing it on people. I know that sounds rough, but like just asking people like friends and family to just like tell people about your podcast. Um, word of mouth is helpful. Probably one of the best things, especially if you can get a good buzz going. Um, social media, I've had mixed results just because of like consistency again. But if you guys could like, I don't know if like one of you or all of you could like work together to like tweet or put on Instagram posts every week or 
twice a month or whatever that would really help um yeah dude uh yeah, I, I also really like the idea you had uh, uh, before all this about like uh, doing highlights. Because I know like Joe Rogan does highlights. I know like H3H3's podcast does highlights. And it's just sometimes it's just way easier to uh, view those highlights rather than the whole thing. Do, uh, a lot of them are doing it. Crystalia, I know, is doing, uh, uh, does highlights in. A uh, ten to twelve minute video is so much easier to digest than like an hour. Honestly, I I really agree. Like that's that's the main way I consume most of the podcasts that I listen to. Like freaking the Joe Rogan experience. As much as I love the Joe Rogan experience, every once in a while, like it's just it's just it's a it's a bit of a challenge to get through like a full like or not like a movie's length worth of like podcast and really pay attention to every single bit versus th- those 10 minute clips i can actually absorb and get every like detail out of it versus kind of like zoning out in parts when like not a lot is going on and then like trying to get back in at the right point when like they're getting into a really deep topic or something you know and i i think that's a huge advantage that uh bigger uh podcasters like that have is that they just have so much content that they can just like mine for the best bits and basically make like of just like smaller more digestible portions of their media yeah man and i don't want to be presumptuous but i'm pretty sure that's helped joe rogan explode in popularity is those some of those like really what are they called viral clips that he's done from the highlight videos it's like holy moly he got elon musk to smoke weed i mean that was like a huge meme and oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) not crazy he's uh he got bought out by i think spotify so all his podcasts are going to be there, but all of the clip ones are still going to be on YouTube. We're going to be able to get all the highlights from all of his podcasts as they come on. That's like, I think his strategy is to try to entice people to go to Spotify by watching his um, clips that are still and being it's, uploaded. It's a genius move by Spotify. They paid him a hundred million. What? To, really? A hundred million. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. I, pull that up jamie but like like uh i'm pretty sure it was a hundred million that they paid him to exclusively do like the long podcast only on spotify good for him i I think spotify is trying to do like a youtube like trying to one-up them almost like a i want to say like a video streaming platform i think that's what they're trying to go for but Honestly, I think that, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this trend, but I feel like a lot of internet, like, platforms are trying to freaking... A lot of content that comes out is based on personalities, so a lot of platforms are trying to, like, make those personalities exclusive. Like, I know it's happened in, uh, on the video gaming streaming scene. Like, a bunch of uh, freaking old Twitch streamers were offered uh, freaking, like, multi-million contracts... Uh, multi-million dollar contracts by freaking company who got ninja i know there was a company that offered him like 20 million dollars to exclusively go on to their thing and he's doing it right now and i i think that's an interesting aspect of like media wars that are going on right now on how they're like just picking up like content creators and holding on to them and exclusive and getting exclusive rights to their content yeah, it's, it's it's just fascinating to me yeah, we can even go back further in time and like Howard Stern on Sirius. You know, he's oh, exactly. Yeah. He was almost like the original podcaster 
Like, <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong about that, but like his show was like very podcasty in format before podcasts maybe were even a thing. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, though, I think uh, uh, that's about it for this uh, uh, this episode. So the oh. uh, the age old question, Mister Mister Stephen, uh, dude. Uh, who is a content creator that you currently enjoy? Last question right here. Shout out. I, I can't name just one, though, unfortunately. I mean, like... Oh, oh uh, go I, off. You can you can name as many people as you want. So I, I came up with a list of uh, three Instagram artists who specialize in... They actually specialize in Pokemon artwork where they... Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen... Uh, what's the actually technically what it's called? It's they basically take the Pokemon cards and they do uh, they paint over the, uh, the other parts of it. Like they take the artwork as inspiration and then they paint over the like you know the attack moves and the retreat cost area and they paint uh, like an extension of the artwork itself. Um, I can't think of the technical term, but um, I've heard of that. Instagram. Yeah. I could even maybe uh, that's all right. Um, basically, Instagram. If you go to Instagram, it is Vulpix Corner. Is one of them. Vulpix Corner, one word, all lowercase, V-U-L-P-I-X-C-O-R-N-E-R. Uh, I actually, I bought one of her cards. I think she was the one who did, what was the one that she did? Um, I think she did the Articuno one that was really, really cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, like, if you really like these people's artwork, uh, you can try to buy the cards. Um the other one, other one is Mellow Sealters. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation. Pronunciation. I think her name's Melissa. Um, it's M E L O C I A L T E R S. I think she did a really awesome for alligator that I ended up snagging as well. Mel. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did the for alligator. Okay, and then uh, there's Barbara Macha do Art. She's a Brazilian lady. So you know, B A R B A R A. M-A-C-A-H-A-D-O-A-R-T. So I'd shout out to those three great Pokemon card artists. Um, I remember and he then, hearing about that kind of artistry. That's cool that you, you bring them up. We'll have to take a look at that. Pokemon card painting. I think that's the official okay. uh, term. Or painted Pokemon cards. So uh, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Um, I've also got to mention some of my favorite artists um i really highly recommend the story so far probably my favorite band or one of my favorite bands um they've they've blown up for sure i wouldn't say they're a small content creator anymore but um if you like pop punk or just rock music in general check out the story so far um just great guitar tone the vocalist is awesome parker cannon he's awesome the drummer is great the menzingers m-e-n-z-i-n-r-s they're a great rock band too. They're more of like a punk rock band from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, Same Scranton uh, represent the uh, was it the Office? <laughs> exactly, or the uh, American version of the Office is set. Um, those guys are awesome. Uh, man, I'm drawing a blank now. All of a sudden, I wanted to mention some other people. Maybe I'll think of it. Can I ask you guys a, a question or two? Yeah, absolutely. Just for fun. Yeah. Um, I've got to know about the certified dad bod. <laughs> you guys slip that in, and I, I like. I want to know what that what that means. <laughs> we we used to do uh like we used to have video with a lot of our podcasts, 
and uh, every once in a while, I would come with like really like, like I had a shirt that was like really cut like on the sides. I think it was one of my rave shirts. Like my whole dad bod was exposed, and like then on, I am the dad bod because I have I have like a like not recently divorced, but not like super recently divorced dad bod. You know, I have the dad <laughs> the dad who like got divorced like two years ago you know he's still trying you know he's starting to work on himself a little more he's gotten over the depression but you know he hasn't really gotten into the swing of things you know like i haven't totally given up but you know like there's a little <laughs> on like you can just see it okay um so uh, nice, once man. we get once we get the uh, videos back it'll be perfect nice man i'm glad to be uh brought in on an inside joke for sure um I did think of like uh, Kiltro. We've talked about if people could check out Kiltro, a great up and coming artist. Uh, very interesting. It's like a mix of uh, Chilean folk music and um, pedal uh, board guitar. Uh, basically, shoegaze, right? maybe even shoegaze. I, I, I'm not for sure if that's a genre they want to be considered, but um, definitely awesome music to check out. Up and coming band from Colorado, Kiltro, K I L T R O. Their new album um, is on Spotify. The name of it I will have here in a moment. Uh, Creatures of Habit, great album. Um, a good friend of mine, Chris Bowers Castillo, uh, is the singer, songwriter, guitarist, and founder of the band. He was the one I interviewed on the podcast. I just want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's such an honor to be asked to be a guest on a podcast after years of being the host. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I found out you did podcasting because, you know, we, we were playing some video games together, Dota 2, shout out, best game ever. Um, but <laughs> my friend apparently talked to you afterwards and told me you, you ran a podcast. And I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> was that uh, Dad or that's what does he go by? Yeah, that's Jacob. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but actually, before we end all this, um, if you want to plug yourself, um, both uh, the game you're making right now and, and the podcast, too, so we can listen to those episodes that you've made thus far. And one of my favorites, of course, is you talking to Sir Action Slacks. And, you know, I could go on about how cool that is, but uh, that's definitely a favorite of mine. Where can we find you? Yeah, dude, maybe we can do another podcast down the road where we can talk about Slacks and the the enigma that is that man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, if uh, listeners want to check me out, uh, please go to www.denversbestpodcast.com. That's D-E-N-V-E-R-S-B-E-S-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. You can check out uh, the most of the video episodes I've done there. Uh, we're awaiting DVD sets of the full podcast. Um, also, if you go to that website, uh, denversbestpodcast.com slash dental-madness-cavity-mania, that's where we've got the beta test for uh, our game, the game I've been working on with my team. Um, and if you want to download it and play it and give us feedback, that would be most appreciated. All right. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Right on, man. Yeah, got uh, my first official plug, man. Feels yeah, good. Yeah, dude, the plug is like <laughs> the best part. <laughs> At least I feel I have never been interviewed. Well, I, I guess the first podcast, but that was like it was sort of like an opening. 
I was like, I would love to be on somebody else's podcast and, and be able to just be like, yo, you're telling me the plug? Like, what? That's so cool. <laughs> <sighs> well, right on, guys. That is it for today. You can find all of our links, Spotify, Instagram, whatever, in the description. We also have all of our homeboys links in the description. That is Soggy Night and or Steven. Um, like, comment, and subscribe, and thank you for sponsoring us. For legal reasons, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsoring us, and we only mention them for the sake of parody and memes. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by the respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't do this. We have no money. I just realized what I would want. Mm. I want the ability to just not sleep. Imagine how much more productivity you could get. Yeah, you spend like, how, how many fucking years do you Sleeping when a third like, of your life. Like, yeah, so like, like a third of your life. So sixty years would be like twenty years of your life you spent sleeping. Yeah. And here's the other thing about sleeping is every single time you sleep, it's just a free trial of death. You get a sample every <laughs> single time you sleep. And you know what sucks about that free trial? It's freaking good. Like <laughs> it's a good free trial. You wanna like just make it permanent, and then you're like, you wake up and you're like, son of a gun. Like. <laughs> you know what? That makes me so much less.